Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Motown and Coney. This is episode seven. I'm your host, Rodney Fresh, sitting here with my co-host, Tommy. What up, though? So we we getting back into it. We ha- I know we talked about on episode five doing uh, the top five album from 1992, and I believe this came about listening to the the bridge podcast with Nas. I want to say it was him and Bun B. Yes. That was talking about 92 being the the greatest year for hip hop. Yeah, being the greatest year for hip hop, and actually they they uh, they mentioned how it actually was a a turning of the tide. How everybody actually came together. You had West Coast was emerging, the South was emerging. So hopefully, so we we both have been listening to some of the album from '92. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> not all of the albums have have aged well. Yeah, and that that was the problem. Um, a lot of albums that I listened to that I fell in love with from back in the day, I listened to them again. And I was like, okay, this is not as great. Like the nostalgia <laughs> wore off. Like I, I was disappointed. I was disappointed. Um, IQ dropped one of his worst albums. That <laughs> uh, the Predator could have been better. Yeah, and like I I listened to that album again. I was like, wait a minute, I love this album. Back then, I, now yeah, like, I'm listen, like, no. I listened to it two different times <laughs> this week. One of the times being today, because I'm like, <laughs> I love Cube. Yeah. I'm like, I don't love this album. Yeah, I was like, okay, now today was a good day. Came off of that album, and that album is amazing. I mean, that that song is amazing. amazing. The album classic. Oh, the album was kind of atrocious. It didn't age well. Yeah, um, which is unfortunate because the the album before and after after has aged much better. <laughs> yeah, the album before and after was like, whoa, this okay, Ice Cube, okay, but this album here just felt like he just put something out just to put it out there. And I'm gonna tell you how bad it's a Nostradamus has aged better. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. It has, it has, um, Rodney. A couple other albums too from that year that I thought were were pretty bad. Um, Swass. Agreed. Actually, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't Swass. Which one was it with uh, Sir Mix a Lot? Uh, it was anyway. It was the Mix Sir Mix a Lot album that was terrible. It did have Baby Got Back on that on that album, but that album was terrible too. It was just like uh, that was like a one hit wonder. Thing. Mac Daddy. No. Yeah, it was a Mac Daddy album. That was a terrible album. Yeah, it, it was. And because part of me was like, okay, when we first started talking about this, like I started lining up the albums I was going to listen to first. And Sir Mixer Lot was one of, it's like number two on that list. Yeah. And I was driving, I was like, I, I, I can't get jiggy with this. Right. I started to throw my phone. I thought it was, <laughs> I started to throw my phone. Like that, that album was terrible. That one, the Ice Cube surprised me. I thought, like, I expected something more, I guess, from listening to it. I thought the nostalgia would come back, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this That lets you know where my mind frame was at back then. Because <laughs> those albums are not great, like, right now. Uh, no. Yeah, so... I'm trying to think of another one that caught me. 
I think I'm not agreeing with Nas and uh, Bun B and, and both of yeah, those guys, because, or the gods. I'm not agreeing with them on that. Because uh, when we first looked at it and we started going down the list, I was like, okay, maybe they were on to something. But then going back and listening to the albums, I was like, mm, it may be because I have such an affinity for 94 and 98. Yeah. May, maybe that's clouding my judgment. But I even feel like the when we did 1988 a lot of those albums have aged better than a lot of the ones from 92 right and that's what that's what really surprises me because they did age better like from just listening to them i was just kind of surprised even the ugk album i was expecting to get like some nostalgia from that one and get like a feeling of like oh man i remember this and then when i listened to it i was like it's just not as great as the other as the other UGK albums, it just ninety two was, was yeah a the UGK different. album. I'm like it's it's okay, but it's not. It kind of reminds me of like some of the albums today. They're they're okay, right? Some of them are good, but they're not memorable. Yeah, like it definitely is forgettable. Uh, even Master P had an album Cause that I listened to what, what, for ninety two. Is it not that says? What are you doing if the music doesn't age well? I'm trying to think who just said that. Mm. God, it's going to drive me crazy now. I think I heard a couple artists say that, though. Because I, I listened to a lot of uh, Royce the 5'9", I think he said the same oh, thing, Oh, yeah, too. that is, it is Royce I'm trying to think yeah. I'm thinking about. Yeah, and I just, I, but I don't know. Maybe the mind frame of those guys and the mind frame of myself, too. Because you got to remember a lot of things that were said on some of those albums, even... um. Even Common was different back then. Yeah, yeah. Common was not Common. I went, I went back and listened <laughs> to that that Common album. We can actually get into to this because Common was number five for both of us. Yes, he was number five for both. His of us. voice is very different on that album. His voice <laughs> and his I don't want to say style. I want to. No, his style was too. His yeah. voice was like. He was a different person. It reminds me, and it's so shocking because it reminds me of, if you ever listen to 50 Cent's record before he got shot, it sounds completely different than anything he's put out post um, getting shot. And that kind of, like, I love the Common album, debated where it was going to be at on this list, but his voice was probably the most shocking thing for me. Right. Because it was funny because I listened to B right before the. Oh, like, no, don't do and then it. I right? had, Why? <laughs> Why would you do that then to I yourself? Then I had to go back like. <laughs> like inspiration. <laughs> and then all of a sudden like, no, because if you trust me, listen, go back and listen to Can I Borrow a Dollar? That is actually a good album. Don't get me wrong. It's just a different time frame. And, and, and I love that. I love the title. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's not it's not really a bad album, guys. It's just you got to remember the mind frame and the, the times were different. It's pre Dilla, yeah, basically. yeah, pre pre Dilla or Dilla was just coming along because yeah. he does mention a couple things about coming to the hip hop shop in Detroit on the album too. And uh, it's just it's it's, it's different. It's, it's yeah, it's it's not common working exclusively with Dilla. It's not the common <laughs> working with Kanye. Yeah. This is a hungry common that, that might rob you 
Yeah. In the dark alley, Rob. You can tell <laughs> this is gritty, soft side, Chicago yeah. type common. This this is not common. I've been in the game for a minute. I done dated all these celebrities common. This is, I'm fresh out. Yeah, like he done spent some time in jail common. This is a whole, di- but the album is really good. And it does stand the test of time in my, in our eyes too. Yeah. If you listen to Can I Borrow a Dollar, like the lyricism on there is, is really dope. I love how he, um he does a lot of name dropping too, companies, people, and he just flips it too. He's showing a lot of lyricism on that album. Yeah, it's, it's kind of thematic. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah, that's true. I can see that. Yeah. It's a dope album. I if you guys um uh, you know get a time get a, a little bit of time and um you don't have nothing going on, definitely go back and listen to that album. It's it's pretty dope. Yeah, it was it but it was very funny listening to me and then going back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make sure you come in with a clear mind. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. Is it Common's one of those interesting artists that's been along for so long um, just to see the peaks and valleys in his career. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on that one, Rodney, because if you, like I said, if you take that journey with him and you can see his growth, and I, I, I really, I love to see that in artists. So, yeah, but check out that album and, and right the way, that shows you a lot about Common, too. Common's amazing. He's a great artist. Yeah, so number four for me, I think this is where we we vary a little bit. It's EPMD, business never personal. It's one of the it's one of the few albums on this list, other than my top three that I, I still listen to today. Um, it's not. It's one of the ones I was very familiar with right away. Didn't have to go back and be like, dang. This is not that great. Like, I, I don't know. I, I love EPMD. I'm mad. I'm, I'm still a little mad at myself. I left them off my um, top five group list. Yeah, I was surprised about that one too, Ronnie. But I think you went back and uh, you're getting it right with this one. I, I, I actually like this album too. The crossover is one of my favorite songs. I actually listen to that at least once a week. And it makes this EPMD album... Always makes me think of like the Fab Five. Oh yeah, because it was around that time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is you know this this these albums are synonymous with to me the the soundtrack uh, of that era. The I remember, I, I think it might have been Dick Vitale walking up to like. Jalen Rose or Jawan Howard asking them what they're listening to and they're like they mentioned the EPMD album. Yeah. Yeah. Probably was Jalen Rose for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Jalen. Yeah. So shout out to, shout out to them. Um shoot. They yeah. they had their differences like we mentioned before. They came back together. It was nice to hear them recently on the Nas joint. Um, it was even nicer to see them touring together. Yeah, and like I said, those are definitely some legends in the game. And this album is I'm, okay. So, like Rodney said, this, we venture off on this one because I left this particular album out. It's on the outskirts. It's an honorable mention, but it's on the outskirts for my uh, 
So, so top I, albums of '92. Interested to see where he goes with number four because uh, I think <laughs> our top three may be the same. It may not be in the same order. Okay, so the top. So okay, so <laughs> this album I was it was I was teetering, <laughs> but I'm gonna go with the Far Side album. I thought B- Bizarre Ride Two, the Far Side album. I was teetering on making this either my three or my four. I thought this album was amazing. Um, I thought the way that it was just put together, it, it gave you like the the pro, the pro black vibes. You know, like they gave me that whole. If you I listen hate, to that I album, hate when he do this, he, he's like an attorney at law. Arguing. No, if you, <laughs> no, because look, if you listen to the album too, about to make me go home and feel really shitty for not. <laughs> no, go, if you listen to this album again, it gives you those same vibes, like a. Remember around this time, Arrested Development, which yeah. came out that same year, and then you had the Far Side, you had uh, the Lynch Mob. Yeah, you had, this like, is this is a it's a it's funny. EPMD is an honorable mention for you. This is an honorable mention for me. Yeah, because like it was all about being woke around this time. Mm-hmm. So 1992 was all about hey, are you woke? You, you still are kind of in that. Did Rodney King happen then, or it's around that? Time. No, it was that. It was yeah. around. Yeah, it was around that time. So you got to remember, all these albums are about being woke and about like power empowerment. And I thought the Far Side with uh, with, you know, with and, passing and, me by on there and a couple other in albums. Ninety two, I think is. I will say this: it's kind of a watershed moment for hip hop because you have the thing going on in society. You have Rodney King. You have the Five Five, which was a culture shock to the system. Right. And hip-hop is really starting to have a major impact in, in the mainstream. Hip-hop artists are, are starting to become household names. Right. I agree with you on that one. And that's that's exactly why I, I believe that Nas and Bun B chose 1992 because a lot of the songs stood out from that era because, I mean, from that year, that particular year, because of the events that was going on. So they play a soundtrack. That's why I was saying, like, Passing Me By played a, a soundtrack. Of course, uh, everybody will always remember Today Was a Good Day. Mm-hmm. If you look at that particular song in the video. Yeah. I, that video was... I love... That's one of the all-time great hip-hop videos. Oh, yeah. I was going to say... See, after you say that, I was going to mention Baby Got Back. But then, like... <laughs> And Baby Got Back was memorable. Like, yeah, it was memorable, too. And that's memorable 1992 also. It, it pushed some limits that hadn't been pushed before for for television. It sounds crazy now. Right. Because um, I like, tried to watch Euphoria the other day, and I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <You're right. laughs> that lets you know how timeless that song is, too. But, no, I, no, uh, yeah, I definitely had to go with the far side on that one, man, but. I don't. I didn't mean to make you feel shitty, but. No. <laughs> um. So, guess number three for me, Red Man. We in agreement with that one. That's my number three, also. I so. Red Man is one of my favorite artists of all times. Same here. I. Red Man. To me, if I had to like modernize him a little bit, he is like the ludicrous of his generation. Oh man, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, he's an unofficial Wu Tang member to me. Yeah, yeah, like he's just that that guy there, man. Him and the albums with him and Method Man, 
are, are amazing. Like, are yeah, classic amazing. to me. But this album, like, so I went back and I listened to this Redman album actually three different times. But yeah, me too. The reason f- being is I forgot how engaging some of like the skits and other things yeah. are <laughs> on the album. Yeah. And then Redman, I've always loved him because I feel like with each one of his albums, it's going to be some lyricism. It's going to be some things that make you laugh. Yeah, exactly. Um, his whole persona always shine through. I, it kind of makes me want to go back and be like, should I have put him in a... <laughs> yeah, put him a little bit higher. Yeah. No, you know what I love about this album? And it and it's, it's synonymous with uh, 1992 is that all of them used like those jazzy around that time they were using like those jazzy like tones and like it was like hip hop infused with jazz and that album had like a it was pure lyricism and fire mixed with like jazzy tones mm-hmm. like that's what made it crazy man like I think that album is amazing yeah I feel like Red so 92 Red Man's an unsung hero in a, in a lot of aspects when it comes to like 92 because I feel like one in like I feel like our one and two might be the same may not be in the same order but I feel like those albums are always synonymous with great hip hop albums or greatest albums to come out of 92 right. I feel like cuz I I almost thought about making this Redman album my number one album from 92 and arguing a case for it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it it couldn't it couldn't touch my other top 2. That's that was the problem. So, yeah, I do yeah. feel like the other top 2 are in a category by themselves by by far production-wise. Yeah. Lyrically um, and I feel like number one is just in a class by itself. Right. And and that's what I was saying. Like, you you got to think about um, – and, and then we, we're going to mention them in a few, too. But um, some albums were depending on the whole – some albums were just dependent on this one album being great. Like, can you imagine a Death Row Records first feature album flopping? That whole – thing is shut down so they had to win with this particular album yeah. so so yeah. let's let's just i'm gonna throw because i think our one and two is the same um okay two being eric b and my kim oh yeah yeah we both in the yeah. of that too yeah and then one the chronic right the chronic yeah and that's what so we're we gonna go back to the eric b and rakim album that was tough Cause the chronic is amazing and, and we we know the chronic just he blended so many different people in there but that eric b and rakim album those two made crazy chemistry together man like it's just it was nuts so um read if you like the, the what is rakim books uh sweat the technique yeah Go back and read that because he talks about the making of this album, uh, which made me appreciate the album even more. And then it also made me appreciate how rappers were just happy to have deals back then. They didn't understand like the the business, right? Um, 
Yeah, that was the that's the bad part about back then. A lot of deals back then, because if you if you look at the bad deals, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a horrible deal, and it still lingers to this day. Uh, Tommy Boy had did a lot of bad deals. Uh, I thought De La Soul got a raw deal on like a lot of their music, so we weren't blessed to hear a lot of their songs. Um, I remember growing up and um, watching like some Nike commercials and such, and they would use like De La Soul uh, songs on there. And De La Soul was just like, man, they they were all over the place. But nowadays, this day and age, you won't really catch too much of their music because of that bad deal with with Tommy Boy. Yeah, yeah. But just rock him still today. Um, lyrics is and wise. Eric B production just and it is so because i feel like 1992 you were starting to get away from that whole dj being the the front and center it started to become more about the the rapper but for them to still have that dynamic of eric b and rakim um, mm-hmm. who knew what would transpire after the the album, the eventually the the breakup, uh, right? Yeah, that's true. Which when we talk about bad deals, um, part of the reason why they they end up splitting is because of a bad deal, in um, their way to get out of the bad deal. I don't know if any, if you know this. Rakim said that they wanted out of their deal, and they still had two albums. But, right, so they had to. They yeah, split so Rakim was gonna do a solo album, and then Eric B was gonna do a solo album, and that was supposed to fulfill their album requirement. Rakim finished his; the label liked it. Mm-hmm. Rakim's no, Eric B finishes his; the record label doesn't like it. Yeah, they didn't like it. Yeah. And so they actually hold up the Rock Kim project because of Eric B. And somewhere in there, Eric B, basically what we would say today, ghosts Rock Kim. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that was the, the beginning to, to the end for Eric B and Rock Kim. But it's amazing how a bad deal could, could lead to... Hip hop... Eric B and Rakim are hip hop royalty. Yeah, they're hip hop royalty, man, and they they got a raw deal, and um, that lets that you know, you have to learn from their struggle, and I think that a lot of uh, artists today, they seen that and then they built off of that. So, if they didn't go through their trials and tribulations, we wouldn't have a lot of artists today that can go to YouTube's and and uh, be independent artists, because I can only imagine like. If Eric B and Rakim didn't get a, a, a going to a shitty deal, yeah, because you now you have like Chance Rapper able to turn down a ten million dollar record deal, right, and see more money being an independent. So, yeah, I definitely. But like we said, that don't sweat the technique album, pure mastery. Mm-hmm. It sucks that it came out in nineteen ninety two and uh, had to go up against the Chronic. So yeah, yeah, because I I don't. God, you probably don't get an album that could go up against the Chronic to ninety four, maybe. Yeah, and and then that would even be tough because the Chronic is like, and we had discussed this compilation album. Basically, both of the Chronics are compilation albums. Yeah, and 
So let's let's just get into the chronic. What what makes it a masterpiece? Um, now I I will say if there's a negative to be had about the the chronic where Eric B and Rakim shine probably over Dre is and this is only a thing because of where we're at today in hip hop is the the ghostwriting factor that Dre doesn't write his own lyrics where Rakim we know is a pure lyricist but other than that the chronic in every safe and fashion just kills everything else right and and like I had said prior to uh, us going into our top two is they were betting the whole house on this album. So the production yeah, and everything all, had. Yeah, all their chips was yeah. to the center of the tape. Yeah, they had this album had to win and they came through. And if you th- if you think about the pressure Dre had to be under to deliver this album, you, you left NWA, you go to Death Row that's being ran by Shig Knight. <laughs> so not only do you you have something to prove because you just left West Coast hip hop royalty and NWA, and you left it to to sign a deal with at the time probably the most intimidating person in hip hop. If betting on yourself and winning was I need this, what they say this shit better work. <laughs> was a person? Yeah. It's Dr. Dre at this moment. Yeah, it, it had to work, man. If it didn't work, they was going to be in big trouble because that was their debut. So, but, hey, it did work. And, I mean, the people that he put together on songs, I had discussed with Rodney earlier, this man put Bushwick Bill, Lady of Rage. And it only worked. <laughs> yeah, on the same song, along with, uh, what was it, Daz or Corrupt was like on one of those songs too. Yeah, and I'm like... My, and The Chronic was my first introduction to Daz and Corrupt. And it's funny because you mentioned um, on a previous podcast where I put the game at, would he be in my top five? Corrupt's right right there Oh yeah, the game. I, but yeah. The Chronic is my introduction to, to Daz and Corrupt. Oh, yeah. And then a lot of people forget that Corrupt is like, he's not really from uh, Cali. No. He's like a transplant. But the same thing for Tupac, too. And But when I think about... Yeah, Tupac from uh, Baltimore. Yeah. But when I think about West Coast music, for some reason, I think about Corrupt and tu- uh, Tupac first, and then even, I think about Corrupt. Even Exhibit is from um, Detroit, actually. Yeah. That, and people... Oh, we ain't gonna get into that, <laughs> man. They trashed him when he came back home. And, yeah. Yeah. People was like, oh, no. But no, um, no, the Chronic is like a, a hell of an album, man. And um, what's your favorite cut off the album? <sighs> oh man, I, I can get I can give you mine first. I'm gonna give you mine first because I know it, I know that you it's it's so many to like on that one. Um, oh man, okay, so I I'm, I'm gonna go with um, I thought it was one of the best disses of all time. I thought that. That uh, the Dre Day was like one of the most iconic songs. I hate that because when you think of Easy E, you think about that song too and him going off. But that song is iconic, Rodney. Like it, that had to be. And then he brings in a, a young Snoop Dogg, and you never heard of this guy before. And he comes in, he's just 
guns blazing, man. Like he's dealt with Easy E his whole life. That's how much he was going in. Like he was just came in guns blazing, man. Yeah, I, I would say "Let Me Ride" is right, right there too. Oh yeah, oh "Let Me Ride," classic jam, man. That that vibe. Oh yeah, it's that song. is a vibe within itself, man. Um, I done daydreamed on that one. <laughs> you can daydream listening to that bad boy right there. The videos was dope. All of those videos was iconic too, man. Mm-hmm. For that album, yeah. I like um. Oh, and then the skits, man. They yeah, did the pyramid, I'm, I'm, and yeah, they did like. Uh, I mean, this album is just who the production behind this album. They who thought to put like some of this stuff together, man. They like, oh, let's do the uh, the black uh, twenty thousand dollar pyramid. Like, who thought about doing that skit? Yeah, that's crazy. And the that, these that nuts. Kinda, yeah, I was just looking at these <laughs> nuts, like. <laughs> That's one of my favorite songs too. Oh man! But it and that goes. It's funny you brought up the skits because that that one of the reasons that make that Red Man album memorable too. Yeah, the skits, man. Can we bring back skits, please, please? I'm trying to think of the last album that did skits right. The last album that I that I like that actually did skits right, in my opinion. Was probably Eminem's album. I will say the Marshall Mathers LP. Um, when he did Kenneth Kniff from Connecticut. I'm on, I'm on top of the more recent one. Okay. Kanye, first two albums. Uh, I mean, Beat yeah, broke. I like Broke Fire Boat. I thought that was pretty dope. Um, oh, yeah, he did go back and do the. Um, he did the Bernie Mac ones too. Yeah. I thought that was dope too. Okay, yeah. You got me with that one. I like that one. Um, but I can't. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. I feel like we missing something. No, we are. We're missing. How could we forget all about Kendrick Lamar? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Him basically telling the story, the charade and all. Man, yeah. No, we, we slept on that one. Yeah, but I feel like. In the '90s, skips skits were more important to the the creation of uh, of an album. So I'm even thinking Jay Z had skits on the on what was that volume two? Um, the whole it had the Goodfellas vibe. Uh, oh now yeah. you gotta pay Jay Z. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I like that one too. Having trouble with your label? Yeah, Fuck you can you. go to Jay Z. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Back then, they really looked at skits as like something that was really, really important to an album and contributed because we were mimicking those skits. Yeah, yeah, we did. even and then Nas when it was written took it a step further with the intro of uh, the the whole album. Oh yeah, yeah, he sure did, man. I just want to bring back classic skits, Rodney. So, but I I think Drake and Redman were the first two albums. That did them well. That, yeah. And part of the reason why I love, I compare Ludacris to Redman is because Ludacris, on a lot of his albums, had the 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 dopest skits. He had the dopest skits. Even on his latest one, Ludo Verso, he has the whole Viagra. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
No, yeah, Luda Luda is like one of the goat of the uh, he's one of the goats of skits. Like even his uh even his interludes. Interludes, he he brought in the interludes and they were rapping over the interludes yeah. and like beatboxing. So I, I like that. Yeah. Luda went in on those. So Dre also now I think this would make the chronic even more so you had an NWA and where you know, he did a lot of production on the NWA album, but I feel like the Chronic solidified the West Coast sound. Oh yeah, I agree with that too. I agree with that too. It gave me that. It gave me the the Compton, kind of like the. It gave me like the. It, it let me know it was different areas because like when Snoop Dogg came, I never was looking for Long Beach. Yeah, like so. Yeah, and it's funny because now you fly in the LAX. I don't think pre, what, 1985, you looking for Compton? Yeah. By, by 92, you like, oh, let me let me venture over see what, what Compton about. And then, like. Yeah, that's true. I remember I went to L.A. probably like 2016 or something. I'm like, okay, I've seen Compton, but I need to go see Long Beach now, like. Yeah, and not, it it makes you want to venture up and down the coast, man, of the West Coast, and and it's all due to iconic hip hop music. And and I feel I feel like the Chronic not only establishes the West Coast sound, it is the West Coast answer to New York, because for so long hip hop been had been synonymous with. The New York sound. Right. But I feel like Dre proved that. So I feel like NWA always had a niche. But they were just artists from the West Coast. I feel like Dre provided that lane for all the other West Coast artists to to come through. Right. I, I agree. I agree with that one, too. Um, a couple other artists, too, that were out around that time or came out before that. I thought that Ice-T also. Ice T also, Ice T also was out there too, and too short too. Cause yeah, too short. I'm, yeah, cause E forty. It's funny because I was just listening to Ice T Colors, right? And you got to remember that 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 uh, came out at that same that same year, that nineteen ninety two. Yeah, that 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 Colors uh movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I still think the man is so interesting that the man that made Cop Killer now plays a cop. Right, I know, and that's that's crazy that Ice T got longevity too. And but you got to remember when you listen to like all the podcasts and the documentaries, and you listen to these guys talk, their influence actually comes from East Coast music, from New York, you know, from from that time. So, so it's it's funny because going into this, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I feel nice and Bun B, but now. I'm kind of like we got to look at '94. Yeah, and I and I think eventually this is going to lead to our what were the greatest years in hip hop, right? And of course we're going. I think that eventually we're going to dive into each year of hip hop. Um, eventually. Yeah, that that I would. And then I think uh, with the grand finale, we'll do that. Of course, we're going to cover multiple things of hip hop and. Uh, and take a look at multiple MCs. I, I I would like for us to do a top five uh, Detroit artists now, um, hip hop artists. 
We we could Eventually. do that one on the next one. Um, yeah, I think that'll be pretty good to add some controversy and get some hate. Yeah, the, the only thing about Detroit <laughs> rappers is if if you don't make the top five, don't be trying to come find me, please. <laughs> okay, just and, and remember just it's fluid it's, too. It's, it's all out of love. Yeah, because it's fluid, and I think like the way. But you know what? It's like competition. I don't think that uh, that, yeah, they will be pissed off. But at the same time, you got to remember it's competition, man. And like people get better with competition. And I don't seen like a lot of artists come from. A, I remember when people wasn't really looking for Vezo, and I was standing up for Vezo like the whole time. Like he was one of my favorite artists, Bezo, and a lot of people was sleeping uh-huh. on him. And I look at everybody like, oh yeah, Vezo, yeah. Okay, so I was right the whole time, goddammit. Okay. And the, people are still not looking for my boy like that, but uh, he he coming, man. We'll, we'll get into this. He'll be um, he gonna be there. He probably right, talking about babyface, right? He gonna yeah. he coming. He gonna he an up and coming artist. Babyface four two. And like it, it, I, I put some respect on Sada too. I still he gonna be somewhere on my list. He might be number one, but I, I still have a lot of love for Royce. Oh no! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! For sure! For sure! Um, now I know. Does he count? I know. I know. This sounds crazy, but since he is an Oak Park product, he counts. Does damn he it. count? Okay, all right. I just was making sure because you know does we talk- Eminem count because uh, Eminem see that worn. Yeah, I, that's why I didn't mention Eminem because I'm like, okay, I probably have to leave him off. I mean. Because when we talk about, no, like, Detroit hip-hop yeah, scene, yeah. about semantic, because then you get into the whole, well, does Big Sean count? Because technically he spent more time in L.A. now than he do in Detroit. You know, a lot of people actually look at that, and they don't even think that he does. A lot of a lot of people that I con- converse with, they like, oh, we don't look at him as like a, because his, his style isn't a Detroit style. And I think that's what makes it kind of different for him yeah, to stand but- I think he's still a Detroit artist. I yeah, think he is I, too. I'm I'm gonna argue for for him and him and Royce. No, I, no, we can put him on there, but that's not fair because they gonna. I think that they they're gonna be like head and shoulders above her because they got the machine behind them. Oh, give damn it! Give me one. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they got the machine behind them. Like it's hard to kind of get okay, away. From, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll stick. To what that. about what about we do? What about we do local artists, right? In Detroit, that doesn't have the machine behind them. Okay, I'll stick to the babyface race and uh, yeah, let's cash kids and yeah. Okay, can we? We probably have to leave. Count? Yeah, of course, of course. She doesn't. Damn, does she have the machine behind her too? Look, all them people got the machine. Detroit is stepping up, man. So everybody kind of got the machine behind them too. When I say the machine, I mean like big business, okay? Because four two not the same four two that was that's like hanging out in the hood yeah, no more. Like sitting course out at the business. Yeah, like these people, like they got like an engine behind them that you are gonna listen to them regardless. Like they they have Maybe a team behind them. Whose album was he just on? Yeah, they don't have to do like concert. They don't have to go to like small venues. Like these people doing big venues. They they no longer have to. <laughs> yeah. They not at the Baltimore. They not at the uh, what the, the Blind Pig. Mm-hmm. I used to. I don't know if that still exists anymore. It, it still exists, but I don't know if it's. I mean, showcase for hip hop. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the other one? The Garden Theater. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, that lets you know. I need to get out more. So okay, we take him. You then took Big Sean for me. Do I at least get early Mac? 
No, yeah, of course. Because early Mac, even though he, yeah, early Mac don't got the engine behind him. He don't have the, the machine behind him. So, yeah. I still think that he has, even though, you know, he, he's been featured and, you know, I think he still got something to prove. I would like to see more movement from early Mac. What you think about that one? Yeah, we we gonna get into this. You personally know him. You personally yeah. know him, so yeah. <laughs> uh, I just happen to be in the right places at the right <laughs> sometimes. I think we should get into honorable mentions when we both get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, let's, do, let's do some honorable mentions and get out of here. Um, whew, okay, ninety-two honorable mentions. Ninety-two honorable mentions. Did you want to start it off? I'll I'll do the Juice Crew Live and Let Die. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with uh, Mecca and the Soul Brother, Pete Rock and CL Smooth. I thought that was pretty dope. Okay, so this I'm gonna give this album an honorable this, mention. So it did not age as well as I thought it was, um, but check your head, the Beastie Boys. Yeah, that didn't. Uh, yeah, that didn't uh, age well with me either, man. Um, of course, Shorty the Pimp. I mean, it was brash, okay, rambunctious, um, and, and yeah. loud. I'll, I'll, raunchy, the way I like it. I'll give you some, <laughs> some young caps on this one. Totally crossed out the Criss, Crisscross album. Oh, I thought that album was dope, too. Yeah, it, that was that it was aged. That was so close. That was close, man. I thought about that one, too. Um, how about this one for you? And I know I mentioned this earlier. What about Arrested Development? The three years, five months, and two days of life. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that with Tennessee and uh, Mr. Window and yeah, oh man, that was my joint right there. Yeah, they had me with that one. House of Pain. Yeah, House of Pain. Yeah, I, I'll give you that, that one, the House yeah. of Pain, too. I thought that was dope, too. That could be an argument for that one. Oh, yeah, because they came hard on that one. DJ Quick, too. Yeah. I'm, That's just like Compton. San Antonio. Yeah, eventually yeah. we'll have to get into the, the best DJs in, in hip-hop. Oh, man. I, we It's so much to cover, man. Because I, I was thinking, like, best DJs also. And then I was thinking, like... Best producers, man. Like producers behind some of these songs. I know we we, we both already know who's gonna possibly be number one. Come on, you man. You lit my face up because <laughs> it's like DJs and D, that mean DJ Premier and can go on two lists technically. Man, he can go on two lists. That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, damn, Premier. Ooh. Oh wait, 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 wait. Did we not put DJ uh, Premier? Did we not pick them on? Yeah, Gangstar did not. Oh, and that you know they did have like they had some that that album was dope. Don't get me wrong, Gangstar. That yeah, I'm, and those it, are both goats, man. Yeah, that have to be number. Six. If it was like a six spot, it, it would go to Gangstar. Yeah, that that would definitely go to Gangstar. I thought about it too, man, and I was just like, oh. I just I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it because those other albums just was. Yeah, and shoot, yeah. DJ Premier did it with with two separate he two separate groups, Gangstar and then um, Prime with Royce. Yeah, and both he DJ Premier is blessed, man, because he he did an album with two hot spitters, man. Like 
Now I'm about to go listen to um, some gang star and then listen to, <laughs> <laughs> to Prime. So, next episode, local Detroit rappers. We we can argue if <laughs> Oak Park and Southfield count. <laughs> <laughs> and Warren and some of the other spots, too. It's some brothers. In, I got Detroit, some. Oh, I'm sorry. It's East Point now, isn't it? Yeah. No, look, and I got some friends too, man. That that's upcoming in the hip hop game. They from um, they from like uh, like Mount Clemens and all that. And they always want to know if they they count. Too. Do Pontiac count? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know, man. I ain't gonna try to segregate the city though. Maybe we should just do like, but I think we should do Detroit. Let, we can do Detroit, and then we can we can spread it out. I guess. Okay. Yeah, we can do Detroit versus the Burbs or something. Yeah, you are silly on that one. No, because suburbs like <laughs> no, nah, we just gonna stick to the because <laughs> that's not right. That's not right. No, nah, maybe we should just put them all in there as a. We'll figure out some. We'll figure yeah, out some we'll, stipulations. Yeah, we'll 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 draw up some some rules and regulations behind this. <laughs> we gonna figure out some, but. Why we got your attention, of course, like we always do. Um, definitely follow us on Instagram and um, keep in, keep up the comments, man, and um, let us know how you feel about um, our top picks for today. Yeah, let us let us know if it's a topic you want to co- cover. If you're a local artist from Detroit and you you, you trying to make this top five list i don't know shoot us a um, link to to your soundcloud or something yeah yeah and of course and um we listen to all detroit artists then so that's fine we can put it's some hidden gems man detroit is yeah i'm i i got one for you that i know that's gonna make my list um uh, uh-oh yeah this yeah, when he when he say that he got a trick up his sleeve, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. It's a former student. Uh oh. Oh man. Yeah. 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 Rodney coming hard on this one. Yeah. So, uh, follow us on Instagram at Motown Coney Podcast. Um, you can follow me at the Bowtie Teacher. Tommy is what Tommy one underscore. Uh, pinball wizard. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's a pinball. So let us let us know. If you enjoying the podcast, if if you want us to cover something, please don't. Um, if you listen to the episode before this, we we covered the women because one of our female listeners said we're the love with the women at. So we we do listen. Oh yeah, we listen and we go we come through. So just provide us some uh, some feedback, and we always it's always welcome. Yeah and. You know, help settle this argument. It's Oak Park Party. Right yeah. And we <laughs> here he go, man. Here he go. Now we're gonna figure out I'm, something. I'm y'all. riding for Ryan, my girl, because <laughs> he want to just put him at the top of the list, man. He want to put him at the top. Yeah, he he wouldn't be at the top, maybe. Two, no, three. man, he probably would, bro. He like, and that's not fair too. He like the, he like the, he the uncle. He he uncle status now, man. Okay, well, you know he uncle status, man. Royce, I'm I'm tagging the artist in this. So Royce, Tommy said it, not me. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh man, take him on that Instagram. I can take, I can take a punch. <laughs> I'm talking shit. I'm talking shit. We'll catch y'all on the B side. Peace.